Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Sporting 160EM podcast for episode 149. We've got a very jam-packed episode for you today with two special guests. But before we get on to that, let me get on to my partner in crime, the Carl Lowry to my DeMarda Rosen, Danny mm. Sardani. How are you doing today, man? I'm good, bro. Feeling uh, a little down, and I think we're about to get abused for the next hour or so, too. But uh, it is what it is. I think me and you, Sam, we're on, we're on the same wavelength. This is about to be the last week where we might even, you know, actually be meaning to wear this, you know, with where there's actual meaning behind it. But uh, I'm excited for this one. Haven't uh, haven't argued with some Bifika fans in a while. So uh, I don't know what I'm going to argue today because there's not much for me to say, at least. But uh, I'm excited, man. Two great guests on. Yeah, most definitely. And let me introduce you to those guests first on my bottom left or bottom right. Anyway, you can see he's got a magnificent beard, a little bit better than mine, a little bit bigger than mine, as you can see. But first, let me introduce Timo. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing well, Sam. Uh, thanks for having me on. Look forward to uh, the conversation between uh, rival clubs here. Most definitely. And last but not least, really the main reason we're all here, um, his podcast started this one, technically, and pretty much pretty much originator of the podcast scene within Portuguese football, I would like to say. Peter, how are you doing today, man? Hey Sam, thanks for having me. I'm really excited. It's been a while, so uh, let's get onto it. Most definitely. Um, if you wanted to follow those guys, uh, the links in green are there. But without further ado, let's just get on straight to the sort of bulk of this. Which is going to be. Um, we'll answer Twitter questions later, but we'll first go into the the game against Benfica. Unfortunately for me and Danny, a two 0 loss. Uh, fortunately for Timo and Peter, it's a two 0 win. Uh, lineups as followed uh, for Sporting: Adan in goal, Inacio, Coates, Neto, Pedro Nunes, Santos, Matias Nunes, Perlinha, Pedro Gonzalez, Sarabia, and Paulinho. For Benfica, um, I can never pronounce the goalkeeper's name, so I'm going to go Odi, uh, Grimaldo, Vertonga, Otamendi, Gilberto, Tarap, Mozart, Ramos, Weigel, Everton, Diego Gonzalez, and Darwin. You know, let, let's start off with the, the Benfica point of view. Timo, I'll start with you. What will be your overall thoughts on the game from Benfica's perspective and then Sporting's perspective? So from Benfica's perspective, I felt we had to play a certain way to control um, a lot of what Sporting is good at. Um, and I know many people on Twitter, even friends and family here that I've discussed the match with, they thought Benfica played way too defensively. Um, you know, but I think Benfica doesn't really have much, much of a choice based on what we have uh, player-wise. Um, you know, I, I thought it was a good game plan on our part, you know, uh, allow you to have most of the possession. But at the end of the day, a lot of it was meaningless. Um, and we capitalized based on, you know, what our strength is at the moment, which is counterattack football um, with Darwin, you know, scoring beautiful goal. Um, on Sporting side, um, I'm kind of surprised uh, with um, – Ruben Amorim starting with Paginha instead of Ugarte. Um, a lot of you have probably seen my my takes on Twitter. I think Ugarte is 10 times the player that Paginha is. I think he offers you a heck of a lot more. Um, you know, better tackler. I think he's a better passer. Um, I think he's a better destroyer. Obviously, cleaner, doesn't get as many cards. Um, but I, I thought Ruben Amorim could have done a little bit more to disrupt uh, what Benfica had going with trying to take away a lot on the outside from you. But that's pretty much my take. 
Cool. Yeah. Um, from a few fans' point of view to a sporting fan, Danny, take it away, man. Yeah. Um, man, this is that's just one of those games. I think Timo hit it right on the head where um, Befica definitely were a little defensive. I, I was I was surprised to see Befica play that way um, because I, I thought, you know, Sporting aren't, aren't coming off like their greatest moments either. Um, and I thought Befica with the little with the momentum they were having, um, 3-3 with Liverpool, the, the 3-1 uh, comeback with Bissad um, and a few other results. I thought they were going to play a bit bit more i guess in terms of that but listen they this i'm also a Mourinho fanboy so i ha- i see nothing wrong with the style that Bifika came at and it clearly got the job done it, my only hot take i guess that i know you know these two will will bag me on probably is if sarabia's goal goes in i think sporting beats like wins this game um aside from that though it has to be said sporting didn't create enough uh, weren't clinical, weren't anywhere near clinical in front of goal. Um, and, um, and I'm with Timo. I think if Ugarte maybe starts this game, it might be a different result. Um, but, uh, but listen, Befica took their chances. They, they played the way they had to. And Darwin, you know, Darwin is a clinical guy. Like he came up big for them. That that's not an easy finish, you know, and he had to, he had to run at least the half length of the, of the, of the pitch, beat off Netu and Quach. And then chip over, uh, chip over uh, Adan. You know, credit to him. The kid, the kid is a the kid's a star. And uh, um, I have the same take with Darwin that I had with Luis Diaz. The faster he leaves Benfica, the happier I am. If I'm being completely honest. Um, but yeah, I mean, Sporting dominated, but we weren't we weren't clinical enough to take this game. In in a in an alternate reality, I think if Sarabia scores it, we win. But um, but that didn't happen, and in this reality, I'm I'm here sat with my tears and uh, and uh, some other controversial uh, calls that I'm surprised Timo didn't mention. But I'm, I think Peter is getting dying get to mention. I just want to say, if Sarabia scored that goal, it <laughs> wouldn't have counted because he should have been sent off. But we'll get to that. Yeah, I, I, don't worry. I've, I've got the still images ready and waiting. But um, Peter, yeah, take it away. What were your thoughts on from a Bafika's point of view and from a Sporting's point of view? Right. So I was very surprised by how the game went. Um, I expected Bafika to come out a little bit defensive, as they always seem to do in these kind of games. That didn't surprise me. What surprised me was how much freedom the midfield was having in relation to what Sporting was doing. Like, Tarapt had a bunch of space that he usually doesn't. Um, I actually think that Benfica decided to be way too defensive in this game. I think they could have easily won this game by more goals, and this is not a detriment to Sporting. It's just the way that how the game was going. Uh, I think after the first goal, uh, Sporting started to play with their hearts and not with their heads and i don't know if this was Ruben and Mourinho. i think i think he plays a part on this uh, and i think it's a big one i don't know what you guys think but uh, it feels like the message never got through that benfica might win this game i don't think that he ever let their players know like hey they have a shot at winning this they tied 3-3 with liverpool and if they scored that goal in the next minute which is a huge save by allison they're right in it until the end. And, and I don't know if that message was passed on. And it feels like Benfica were just 
on cruise control, they didn't need to attack. I, I wish they did because it's extremely important for the team going forward, but they didn't need to do anything. Um, Danny was actually talking about, you know, uh, the, the only shot that they had on goal with Saravia. And I'm looking at the stats here. And according to Google here, uh, Benfica has 10 shots with four on target and Sporting has 15 with three on target. It's extremely even. If you look at the possession, one team had 62% of the possession. They did nothing with the ball. Absolutely nothing. Benfica, didn't, they defended as well as they could have because they didn't have to do anything. Sporting did not create a goal-scoring opportunity besides that fluky cross that the ball hits the, hits the bar on the header by uh, Saravia. It just felt like this was a game that Benfica totally dominated despite the possession stats. And I feel like I come out of this game really unhappy with the result because I feel like Benfica could have absolutely destroyed Sporting. And it was extremely surprising to me because I see Sporting as a very strong team. I really like Kobinga Mourinho, and I just don't know what was happening. This Benfica team was playing with massive ease throughout the whole game. They were not under pressure at all throughout the 90 minutes. I didn't think that Sporting could score a single goal. And... You know, in a in a derby like this one, <laughs> it's extremely surprising to say something like that. But it never felt like the result was in doubt. Yeah. Um, before we move on to um, what color card should have been given, um, I'll just give my take quickly, um, which is just pretty much I agree with what Peter's saying that well we had a lot of the possession, but I don't think we had a single shot on target. Maybe like one. And obviously, Sarabi hit the bar, and like Danny says, maybe if that goes in, it's a different game. But like, I think that chance there like summed up the whole game, just that inability to hit the target. Just Paulinho was just invisible. Pot was, I don't think Pot is given a 5.6 by goal rating. I think it should have been a lot worse. He was the, the worst player in the pitch, on, on, in my opinion. Um, I agree with Timo saying that uh, Ugarte should have started instead of Paulinho. But I also think Mark Edwards um, should have started instead of um, Gonzalez. I think Pot's had such a bad run of games. And Mark Edwards, every time he's come on by like one or two games, he's looked deadly and looks like he wants to win. Whereas was Pot, I think I said it to Tim on Twitter um, on the day of the game that I think ever since he got linked to the big money moves, he just not really had his head in a bit. The same with Matthews Nunes, actually. Ever since Pep Guardiola came out and, and said what he said, it's sort of been like a downwards hill considering how far Matthews Nunes came this season. Um, Slimani came on, and this is not a dig because Paulinho was just as, as invisible the strikers did nothing to do. And I think that's on Amarim, not on the two. I think it was clear that the, the game plan was cross, cross, cross. And in the first half, Poro had so much space down that um, down that right side. I think Grimaldo at half-time must have, must have known and that was the game plan because Poro was so ineffective in that second half. But the first half, it was pretty much controlling every single attack we had. But, uh, I mean, it was just... An, I, I think especially since Benfica had that game with Liverpool and they did try to win and they, they played very well in that game, don't get me wrong, but they were so like playing with such so much tempo and so much aggression that this game should have been like, okay, they're all tired. This is the game to capitalise. But instead, we we just looked like, even when we were 1-0 down, just passing the ball around the back, not looking for attacking opportunities, just net or passing sideways, quarter passing sideways, same with Anasio. And the defending on that second goal, I know it was a counter-attack, but just so so bad just like Sunday League defending and that's probably an insult to some Sunday League players we have that are watching but um but yeah I think Amarim got it wrong I think the whole 
I wouldn't say the whole loss is on him, but I'd probably say the, the, the bigger majority is on him rather than the players. Um, when you're basically told to... Like, Paulinho, I think, is a good striker, but he's not someone that you want to get, like, headers on a cross. It's, if you want to play that game plan, slim on in his start, as much as I don't like him at the moment. If you're playing cross-based football, you need, like, a big, tall striker to start. And I think he's completely wrong. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Let me also say, if he if he can also get a header, don't forget that in the first half, he's he's he made a beautiful run to break the offside uh, trap. He's through on goal, and he fluffs it. I think it's to say to the to the Peter's point where shots on target are kind of even fair, but it's also because we fluffed a lot of those chances wide, so that's why it's not on target. Peter, if we have if we have fucking fifty year old Jonas, I think you would agree with me. <laughs> He's scoring that chance that Paul Ling uh, just fucking missed. Absolutely. Um, I think I think you're only comfortable. You were only comfortable maybe with the with this game because you knew we had Paul Ling up front, who, <laughs> who scores every every ten games, and that was eight games ago that he scored. So he's still on track to continue missing, you know. But um, but yeah, I, I I agree with everything else you said. I just I don't I don't see how you think we didn't just dominate. You know, I think Fefica. Befica played too little in my eyes. For the Befica that I respect, they played too little. But it worked. So who am I to judge? You guys have the victory. I'm over here crying. So so I think <laughs> Sam's got a point there where, you know, Bef- Sporting maybe overestimated how tired Befica would be. Yeah, agreed. You know, they maybe thought, hey, look, Befica is going to be exhausted. Let's not go out there and try and kill ourselves. This should be an easy game. So that's quite possible. But, um, you know, Befica didn't really look tired. But maybe they were. Maybe that was the game plan. Hey, let's start off, you know, just controlling. Let them have the ball. As long as they can't get by us, they can't score, which is, you know, pretty accurate, you know. And um, I I think the way Benfica played, did it look small? It looked defensive. I don't want to say it looked small, but um, Pete made a good shout where that midfield was inexistent for Sporting. You know, Tarapt did have so much time on the ball. Generally, when he has the ball, he's trying to turn and, you know, get past two or three people that are right there on top of him. And you you very well know that most of the time when it's a derby like this, you have two or three guys pouncing on the ball right away. And that really did not happen. So I am, I am disappointed a little in the way uh, Pete said. I think Benfica had the opportunity if they kept going with, you know, the heart and passion that they had. You know, in those last 20 minutes, 25 minutes, whatever the heck it was against Liverpool, I think there was that opportunity where Benfica could have easily put many past sporting, especially since, you know, everybody just looked so out of sorts in the back. I've I, Like, Quattas to me has had a, a string of poor performances, and I'm not one of those uh, Benfica fans that doesn't watch other games. I do. I watch a lot of footy. Um, teams I despise, teams I like, teams I don't really know anything about, I'll watch it. Um, so, you know, I tend to watch you know, the big three, um, something cloud and a bunch of other games as well. But um, Quattish to me seems like he's, I don't know if he's tired or if he's just, you know, at the point where he's just kind of like, you know what? Fuck this. Part of my language. I don't know if I can swear on this. Of course. Yeah, you can. Don't worry about it. Great. Then fuck Feel this. Free. That's probably what you thought. <laughs> can I, can I just piggyback off something that Sam said and, and throw these at, at you guys, uh, the sporting issues. That, that was something that I noticed through throughout the game, mostly in the first half, like uh, Sam said. Um, did you guys notice 
how much space we left. And I don't think it was Porro, but it was actually, I believe, Saravia or Pedro Gonçalves. I can't remember which side it was. Uh, but uh, uh, our left side, or so your right side, with either Saravia or Porro, had a bunch of space. And I realized that Sporting did nothing to try and flip the flanks from you know one side to the other really quickly. I saw several times they, they were passing from the right, to the middle, to you know the other midfielder, and then you move it to the to the left side, to the right side of Sporting. Like, did did yeah. that happen a lot throughout your games before, or like, do do you guys not try and do something like that? Because Benfica left a, a bunch of space there, and I was yelling at Grimaldo like, "Hey, he's right there, he's right there." And, you know, nothing happened, not not once. Yeah, agreed. And, and the big part of it, and sorry, Sam, I'll kick it back to you. The big no. part of that, too, is our best offensive player this game was Poru. And, and it, it, you know, when you're half, when you're already in the other opponent's box, of course, that right side is going to be exposed. I remember a shot. I thought it went in for a second. It was from, I think, Diogo Gonçalves uh, exploited that left-hand side. Uh, Nunu sense defensively, we've said a million times on this podcast, Nunu sense defensively, he just leaves so many holes. And that was just a quick run that Diogo Gonçalves got through, had a shot on net, and Azan needed a big save. I don't know if you guys recall that or not. Um, so, yeah, man. It, yeah, I've I, I seen that. i also seen even the midfield, like you were saying, like most of the balls that Befica had in our, in our half, there was just a ton of space where they can just, you know, do it long. It was insane. Yeah. Um, my, my final points were is that the defensive sort of structure, I don't sort of blame anyone because Matthias Gerais is suspended from the, the game before from getting five yellows. Fadal is, is injured and wasn't ready. So it was literally either Neto at centre-back who you're playing as Gaio. People were saying Massa, but this is not the game to bring someone off their debut. Like, I mean, I, I get, he might be a good player. I have not watched much of the, the B team this year, but like that's not a game for a, a B team youngster to start in, especially one that hasn't hasn't got used to that system so I, I felt bad for Neto because even like when we first played Mafika this season he was immense like he I think he was our best defender on that day but at the same point this this Benfica team is, is improved I would say from from that time but it's a bit annoying considering and I mean this is no disrespect because I know how, how good Benfica can be I know what massive club they are but you know we beat them twice already this season once in in a final and like this game if you said if you said to me, oh, this sporting team beat Benfica twice, then I, I wouldn't believe you because it was just just, just so poor. And like, I, I get what people were saying about domination. And I get what Danny was saying, um, that you thought we dominated. But if they sort of let us dominate, then to me, it's a domination. It's part of their game plan. And I think the way they executed the counter-attack, especially that last goal, was just, you know, was obviously it was obviously planned. The one thing I did hate was them bringing on Joel Mario for like the, when they were tuning up. That was... God, I wish he scored that second goal. Yeah, oh. I bet you do. <laughs> God, I wish you did. <laughs> no, but our worst player scored instead, so that's okay. That makes it even yeah. worse. I think I'd rather draw a draw my score. <laughs> but uh, we alluded to it earlier. Let's get on to um, the sort of red slash yellow cards. Um, I'll try to do it in chronological order if I can remember. Uh, I'll probably forget, to be honest with you. So let me go for... This one, which I think was the first sort of case of the game. Yes. Um, which was quite as on Darwin. Um, I'll, I'll start off with, um, I think this one is, is accidental. He, he plays for the ball. But if he was given a yellow, I wouldn't complain. I personally do not think this one is a red card. Uh, Timo, what are your thoughts? So, 
uh, based on the criteria that we've dealt with this year, this season, and in past the past couple seasons, um, if everything is even, you know, and there's no shenanigans, I guess I'll say, this would have been a red. Um, was he playing the ball? I think he was trying to get the ball, but he missed, and it studs on. Now, in my opinion, I would not, if I was a ref, I would not give this a red. Um, I think anything that's like on the top part of the foot, you know, it, that's closer to the ankle, but anything kind of like on the top side of the foot, I think you're you're making a play at the ball. It's not like you're trying to like injure a player. You're not trying to go in that way. You're just trying to stab at the ball. Um, you know, the one that Tarapt got a few games ago, whatever, um, he completely missed and he came out from way further away and almost like he's still stabbing at the ball, but he had no chance at getting to it in my opinion. With this one here, he had the chance. He missed. To me, it's a yellow, personally. Danny, what are your, what are your thoughts? Exactly what Timo said. Given our given this season, I, I'm pretty sure Tarap, uh, Tarap, uh, Tabata got a, a red card for something similar. Given this season, it's a red. In normal circumstances, I don't think it is, but in, given this season, it's a red. That's fair enough. And um, last but not least, Peter, do you think yellow, red? Uh, yeah, the exact same thing. I think that this is a yellow card challenge, especially in a game like this. Uh, but uh, with the way that everything has been going in terms of these exact type of plays, uh, it should have been a red. Yeah. Or at least, the, but, but at least the card, which didn't happen, yeah, by the exactly. way. Because <laughs> yeah, it was so early in the game as well. If like it was a yellow, I'd understand. I, I mean. I, I agree with you saying that we've definitely seen those given as reds, but um, but even a yellow changes the, you know, changes the game. Yeah, or it can exactly. you know it puts Quartas on a uh, you know on on his heels a little bit. You know, maybe he doesn't play as as high up. Maybe he doesn't. You know, well, we saw what happened when he was on a yellow against Porto, and he, exactly. and he got sent off fairly yeah. or unfairly. And you know, yeah, well, but um. I think the next one we have is the Sarabia one, and I think we, sh I think we'll all be agree on in agreement with this one. Um, Hold on, let me let me just first share something that all four of us will agree on. That's some fucking bullshit. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll go in reverse order this time. Uh, Peter, this this I know it's a bit grainy, so I do apologise. This is the the clearest image I could find. Um, yellow, red, or, or no card. I mean, this to me is as clear as the red card gets. Uh, the, the ball wasn't even in play. He had no chance of making a play on the ball. I did, this to me was just intentional. Was it to hurt the Benfica player? I'm not going to say that. But but it was intentional. What, why he tried to do it, frustration, whatever it was, I don't know. But this is a, as clear as Malice is. Like, he intended to... I, I guess, I guess, yeah. I, he intended to hurt him. I'll say that. So it's a red card to me. No, no doubt about it. Fair enough, Danny. It's a red card. There's no intention to hurt him. He pushed. He, uh, Vertonghen stops in front of him as he's running. He pushes him, and as he's stepping down, then that's what happens. But I'm a big guy on intention. Doesn't matter if it happens. It happens, and it happens. It's a red card. Tima. So I think intention does have a lot to do with it, but um, Vertonghen did stop. Sarabia had the chance to step short, and he didn't. He actually kind of lunged forward on this. I mean, you can see by the fact that his knee is fully extended, 
nobody takes a step in without, you know, a bent knee. This guy actually looks like he's stretching out for Vertonghen. So it's a clear red um, all day long, no matter the intention, no matter the aggression in it. Yeah. It's a red. Yeah. Thank you, little team. I'm going to see the video again, bro. It didn't see, to me, it didn't see, it, it really see, he pushes him, definitely pushes him. The leg gets caught behind, and as he's landing the leg, it stomps him. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, but, I, I've but been, right. yeah, I've been super unbiased in Bifika games, like I said to you guys before uh, we, we went live. And, and I'm telling you this, not looking through those red glasses that a lot of the times I used to see, I think that he has the clear intention of hurting him. If he didn't, I would have said that, you know, like the Kuatesh play where he clearly tries to play the ball and just ends up missing. This one, I clearly think that he did that on purpose. But I digress. That doesn't really matter. It's a red card yeah. anyway. Yeah, yeah. I'm as unbiased as they come. I'm going to call a spade a spade because, you know what, I'm just a football fan. And so I'll admit when somebody on my team fucks up, and that's how it is. So Listen, I'm, gonna, I'm unbiased too, guys. Bullshit. I still think he's trying to land his foot, bro. <laughs> But, I'm very okay, biased. I'm biased. Whatever. I'm very biased. But <laughs> look, look, this look. is still a red card. To, to it's still a red card. I'm saying that it's a red card. But like the way he hits it, it's like it just lands on his heel. It's not if he's going studs up, bro. He's no, he's in his calf. calf. He's not on his heel. He's no, in his I'm, calf. I'm watching the video. I'm watching the video. The as yeah. his foot's landing, his we can't play the video. on his heel. No, I gotcha. But he lands. He lands. I don't think it's intentional. That's no, I get I'm it. Saying. But he lands high in the calf and his. And he like it kind of like drags down the back of his leg into the heel. No, the, okay, maybe I'm seeing a different video. What I seen was as his foot's coming it down, it hits his heel, and then it lands on his calf like that. It's not sliding down. Like his leg is sliding down, but when it hits him, it lands on the calf, and that's when the contact's made. From what I've just seen. Gotcha. But again, a red. I'm just saying I don't think that's okay. Sadabia's out here trying to break a leg or anything. That's more no, so. For no, I don't really think he I, is if it was either. I think, such, I'd agree. I think it was intent to get him. I don't think it was intent to injure. But yeah, I'm, it is what it is. Uh, personally, I thought yeah, a hundred percent red card. But I also thought it was uh, maybe that's this is me being biased. But I thought maybe Sarabia like I, he definitely lunged at him, and I'm not debating that. But it was like you know sometimes when football players like pretend to lunge or like lunge and like with intention to miss. But whatever, whatever he tried was definitely a red card, and I said it at the time. And for a minute, I thought they were looking at VAR, but sort of they just, didn't, they just didn't not even, not no. even, a, not even like a, a finger. He to got me. a yellow, but no, no, yeah, he got a yellow some somehow. He got a some yellow, reason. but if the roles yeah, were, if the roles were reversed, you know that would have gone to VAR. Mm, I don't know if 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 the, the team I, was in blue, the, I would say. Yeah. If the roles were, were were reversed and it was say Darwin on Coates, they they would have reviewed it, or he would have gotten a straight red to begin with. Yeah. By the way, I'm watching the video and I really do think that he he, he attempts to do something like Timo said, like not to, maybe not to break the leg, but uh, he, he clearly he, he clearly lunches to get him. I, I'm watching the video and I don't think he leaves a lot of doubt. We'll agree to disagree. At the end of the day, we all think it's a red. I don't see him. I see him planting the foot, bro, and he gets caught on the on the on the heel. It's over. Nobody. We'll got agree hurt. to disagree, yeah. but it's no, a red at the end of the day. Of yeah. Yes. This next one is a bit hard to show, as in like a, a, a freeze frame. 
but it's uh, the Nuno Santos instant. Uh, I'll get it up before I start speaking about it. Um, this was the best screenshot I could find. It's got like loads of whatever in the way. Basically, what happens? Um, Gilberto goes down, and Nuno Santos. I'll, I'll start because I'll, I'll, you know he kicks him in the face, and it's a red card. And I guarantee he gets suspended for that at least one or two games. Um, probably in like next December or something stupid. <laughs> but, uh, when he's playing yeah. for somebody else. <laughs> yeah, when, he, when he's in like Spain or Italy or something like that. But yeah, for me, this was. I think they were both 100% red cards, but this one was like where Varden intervened. I was like, that is mental. Uh, Peter, I'll start off with you. Well, you. I mean, I'm pretty sure we'll be in agreement on this one as well. Red card? Yeah, uh, I, I do agree with you as well. Like, if you had to pick one of them to be red, this one leaves no doubt intent because he, <laughs> he kicked him in the, in the head. I mean, there's... Nothing more clear than that. I, I mean, I would say that I, I'm shocked that this didn't go to VAR, but uh, I'm not, honestly. But it's it's restraining, though, because uh, I feel bad for Gilberto because to me that, that was just a queer kick to the head. Right, card. Not much to say about it, really. Yeah. Uh, unbiased fan, Danny. What are your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, it's a kick to the head. It's a kick to the head. I don't know if it's a red card, maybe an orange card or anything. <laughs> you want to get a middle ground here? Yeah. No, it's a no. He he he. You can see him kick out his foot, hundred percent. Yeah. And you know what? For as a Befica, like in the Befica perspective, there wasn't even a foul called. Exactly. I think it actually got called a foul for Sporting, if I'm not mistaken, no, no, no. and I th or something or throw-in or whatever. I think it was a throw-in. Actually, right. no, there was okay. There was. Let me see. Something. There were two yeah, players. It was actually foul, two foul, foul. two different fouls by Sporting players, and the ball still ends up going your way. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up, Danny. <laughs> uh, Tim, I make it four for four. I assume. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It's definitely a red. I mean, he's there. There's no force in it, but just the mere fact that he's kicking a player who's down on the ground in the head is just utterly insane. And the fact that there was no review, there was no red, is just it's a mockery of the league. You know, it's you know, I, I said it. Our league, the problem isn't so much the teams are corrupt, even though I think you know there's corruption everywhere. I've said this, but. I think our league is so rotten that, you know, it, it's pretty damn clear how many calls get made in the favor of certain teams or in certain games, certain ways. It's just ridiculous. I mean, that should have been a red. That should have been clear. Yeah, let me just say something really quickly before you move on, Sam. Sorry. And this isn't specifically about this play. It's something that Timo brought up. And I was actually discussing this with, with my dad. And uh, we're talking about Verissim, who's, uh, you know, an international referee. He can, you know, referee World Cup games, uh, Champions League games, whatever. First of all, we don't see our referees refereeing those games. I wonder why. But secondly, I do think also that uh, whoever controls these decisions, I I think UEFA should be behind these things as well. They should evaluate how the referees are doing in their own countries, and then they are the ones giving out these uh, quote-unquote awards for being international referees. Because somebody, someone like this to do something like this play <laughs> and live it, you know, 
without a without a card is ridiculous but we see this every single week there's something always going on with our league and i'm not trying to say that the other ones don't have that but i just feel like since we know that our league is so poor in these kinds of things also would like to see uefa go hey why do you for example just a really quick um it's just a really quick thing. I don't know if you guys saw the Tour Suarez Diaz video of, was it the Barcelona game? I think it was. Uh, it's a queer foul, but that doesn't matter. If it's in the Portuguese league, he's going to call it, even if it's not a foul. But in the but in that to wave a conference or the to Europa League, whatever it was, he lets the play go on. And, you know, there should be someone reviewing those things and be like, hey, why did you do this? when you're refereeing Barcelona, but if you're refereeing a Porto game with Santa Clara, you're calling that a foul, even if it's not a foul. Like that, that is important thing. That That's something that's important to at least understand what's going on behind the referee's train of thought. And this is something that I really like, for example, in the NFL, even if they're wrong, <laughs> at least they'll post videos on Twitter explaining why they made that decision. And I also think that it would be important through for transparency for us to know what went down also in this discussion with the VAR. And uh, again, I'm not trying to talk specifically about this play. It's just in, in, general, in general, we see so yeah. many mistakes that it would be extremely important to at least understand as fans what the referees are thinking. Because I don't think most of us would say that 9 out of 10 of those calls, it's because corruption. No, it's because they're bad referees. But I mean, at least we want to know what they're thinking. So at least as fans, we have a better understanding of what's going through their mind. And I think that's important. Yeah, I mean, pretty much hit the nail on the head. I think we've said it quite a few times that, like, of course, there's been corruption in the past, and of course, there continue, there will be. But I think at the end of the day, the referees are just awful. And like, the thing, yeah, shit. Uh, but like, the French referees were supposed to be coming in. I think they did one game, and it was like a mid-table team. It wasn't a mm -hmm. big team. If if we got those in for like derbies and classicos then i think they would be officiated so much better and i could be wrong you never know they might come in and be worse like i mean I, i've seen french football i know the referees aren't that great over there i remember a few years ago i think one of them tripped up i might, might have been Sergio Oliveira, like when he played for for Nantes because like he, he pushed into him or something but that that's i don't know i just i just think they should um definitely get these french referees uh soon i, I the, think there should be a rotation amongst all of the international referees you know officiating throughout many leagues you know so if you get you know three countries together and say hey look you're going to do a rotation here so maybe the portuguese refs could potentially still ref in portugal um obviously you know these guys all live in a certain you know live in their country and they're not going to want to be traveling as much i would imagine but you know if they're paid well and you know Artur Suarez wants to go uh, ref a PSG game. They can pay him handsomely, and he can go there and ref that game. Um, personally, I think uh, what we need in our in our league, especially or in all, would be great is that conversation between the ref and the linesman, the ref and the VAR judge. Um, even the video should be posted right on the screens at the stadiums, and you know the sound should be played over the. Kalunas, and then you should also have that on on the television transmission. Um, you know, they do it with rugby. Um, if I believe it's rugby, yeah. and it's yeah. quick. It's you know, you hear it all. It's awesome. Um, NFL has something to to the degree with you know they have the replay and they can go. You obviously don't hear everything, but he'll he ends up telling you what his decision was and what what it was based on. Same thing in hockey 
Why is it that here, you know, in football, we don't have that? It's just insane how, you know, you don't even know if this ref is getting anything from VAR saying, hey, look, this guy just got kicked in the head. This is a red. You know, you don't even know that. And, you know, the joke is, oh, he was in the bathroom or he was at the bar or whatever. And it, it could be true. We don't know. You know, if I would like them to tell me, hey, look, the, the video judge wasn't there at the time of that play. He had gotten up to relieve himself. I'd be content hearing that. So at least I know that they made that mistake because of that. You know, instead of just, you know, he's sitting there looking at 12 monitors, but he just decided it wasn't a, a fault. You know, it, it's it's incompetence uh, is what it is. And it happens in all the leagues, but as much football as I watch, man, let me tell you, the Portuguese league looks like it's third world. Portugal's it's unique. It's, Portugal's it, unique. Looks, it looks so third world Agreed. when you see some of these calls. And it's embarrassing, especially if you're watching a game like on Goal TV with, you know, Spanish commentary, well, you know, from Mexico. And you start yeah, hearing yeah. what these guys guys are saying, like, they really didn't go see that, really didn't that, go review that. And this is that, coming from Mexico. Think about it, which is corrupt as it is when it comes to football. So it's crazy how bad these they, they feel about our officiating. That, that Goal TV commentator is like my favorite drunk uncle, and he yeah. fucking rips into the refs every game. Yeah. Every single game, yeah. and deservingly, of course, deservingly, because we're joke. We're our, our officiating is a joke. Um, I a thousand percent agree with you guys. We need to hear the. I, you know what I think a big thing on. Um, um, I remember. I, I'm not trying to. Uh, all I'm trying to say is I also think our fans maybe don't deserve it as well, because if you remember a few years ago the Guinta Guinta situation, all the man was telling him was you know to wait wait let's see this out. Yep. And everything was spun differently, right? Yeah. Um, for good or for bad, who knows? Uh, I'm not here to say anything, but I also think it's our fans that uh, that uh, maybe don't deserve this shit. But I agree, actually, with the rotation. I also think the last thing that we should implement that similar to NFL that we've said it here on the podcast a million times, Christian especially, is uh, the way the NFL does um, when they go to video review and it's too close to call. So the play, the call on the play stands. Portugal port, football uh, should 100% do that, especially when it comes to the fucking offsides. That's like one centimeter. <laughs> the four the centimeters that Benfica's gotten screwed on so many times. It's not only Benfica, but no, I know, I know, know, but I'm but not yes. talking. I, yes, I'm yes, speaking yes. for my own. Those club. two calls, those, those, yeah. whatever that, that us two have been fucked on many times. 100%. 100%. That's been bullshit. Um, so yeah, that's yeah. I agree with you guys. Where's yeah. the advantage um, on four centimeters? <laughs> one or one or two centimeters, bro. Uh, yeah, I think oh, it was man. it was Pedro Gonzalez last year against I think Marita Morientz was like two centimeters offside. Yeah. I was just like, come on. If he was born with a smaller cock, you know, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they change the offside rule, but that's a whole other discussion. Yeah. Um the last thing I wanted to say on the the, the topic we're on is just that I'd hate to be a referee in Portugal. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying, like, they're perfect because they're definitely not. But, like, whatever decision you make, even if it's the correct one, you're going to have someone telling you, like, you're a part of this club or you're this or that. I remember a few years ago, I can't remember what team it was, stormed the house of, of one of the referees and, like, graffitied on it yeah. or something, like, their business or something. It's just... Uh, the one from up north? Hello. Could have been Porto, yeah. yeah. I was, probably. I was you know, <laughs> I mean, is it Artur Suarez-Diaz who owns a bakery? Yeah, that was it. Yes, so, yeah. it was, and ever since then, and you had the Benoit Mata thing as well. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, yeah. It, 
it's awful. And, and again, that's not just the league's fault now. That's also the country itself with the uh, the police or whoever, the authorities, you know, uh, they don't do anything to help either. But I think when it comes to Portugal, I think there's a hell of a lot of clubismo all over. And I think that's the problem. I think it, it, it's a passion. Obviously, we all know that. We, we know our, our club is, you know, that's a huge part of our lives, if not for some of you like Danny, his whole life. Um, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm, kidding. I'm, I'm tattooed. I, mean, I know. You know. So, I mean, I'm just as bad. Um, but I, I think that's a part of the problem is that we don't, the authorities don't help out the way they should. You know, you I mean, because like that, football is seen as something that's just, you know, it's and I'm sorry to cut you off, but in, Port in Portugal, uh, people look at football like it's some kind of disease, something that's it's wrong. You know? Yeah, and, and people, but, but the thing is, like, um, Sam talking about being a referee in Portugal, and I also think that a path doesn't do enough as well to protect the referees. And I also think that if you bring transparency, everything will get better. And and, and it starts with transparency, and then it, it, it starts with harsh punishments. You know, so for example, we know that, or we have to assume, Super Dragões went to whoever's establishment and um, sent a bunch of threatening messages after a mistake against Porto. Have Porto Stadium banned for a week, whatever it is. You know, like there, there needs to be also things that allow people to understand that what they're doing is wrong and i don't know if people know that i don't th i think that they feel like they're in the right because no judgment comes to them and if if somebody doesn't tell you hey you're wrong are you going to keep doing something that you feel is right if does if you if i don't tell you that it's wrong you know like it's it's important to have these kind of rules and to implement change that way saying hey if if this gets done then porto cannot play in their stadium for a week a month whatever it is all these and when i say porto obviously i'm referring to every single club i'm uh, you know not trying to single out a, a fan base because there's there's shitty people everywhere uh but i think that implementing those kind of rules would be extremely important to also letting people know that what they're doing is extremely wrong and in portugal it just doesn't feel like to, that happens there's you know no, you can look at the Hiwab case just a little you know a few days ago uh with with a Benfica b player and, and 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 several other situations if people go unpunished all the time in portuguese football is it because it's football and you know it's it's a very deep issue and it's not just the league, it's the court as well, because as you all know, the, Mar the Marega situation was overturned by court. And I mean, if the court says that, you know, they can't be punished, what's the league going to do? You know, so it's a very deep-rooted situation, a very deep-rooted problem. But I think it starts with transparency and harsher, uh, much harsher um, measures. Yeah. Yeah. The, the last thing I'm going to say, and then we'll move on to the, the final case, but like... I can see literally no like no young people wants to be a referee in Portugal. They see what happens and like like I guess in English it's the same everywhere. But I like you look in Portugal and like I'm just like what kid is going? Yeah, I want to be a referee. Gets abused and like stalked or or like shouted out things thrown out. It's just like I I cannot see like referees being. That's why we got so many old referees because new ones don't want to come in. Imagine having to start out in the uh, division that has Canelish. 
think about that. Honestly, think about that. I mean, there's a lot of stories. Who the hell would want to deal with that bullshit? I know a lot of stories from Canelo's team because I'm pretty close to them and uh, things aren't very pretty. You're right about that. Listen, I would not want to ref that because you know what? Number one, I don't have a cool head if somebody's going to come at me like that. So I'm going to be banned for life from a job because of how I react to the way somebody does something. So, I mean, I get it. Totally, Sam. You know, it's nobody younger than, say... 40 wants to do it and if and if they do if they do have that dream right now as soon as they get into like you said they have to go like maybe like a a fourth division or even lower than that then i'll give it a year and then you know they're not going to be refereeing anymore Mm -hmm. but um last thing on this refereeing it's just dave hit the nail on the head i also think this is a huge problem in portugal too i don't see any other league fucking get off the bench as often as we do and that's sporting included porto benfica all of us we're, we're all guilty of it. It's it's actually really bad in Portugal. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, this last case is really difficult to find because there's no like still image and there's no really news coverage on it. But it's oh. uh, this is the best thing I could find, and it's just a freeze frame of pulling and like hitting out against the Tongan. Um, and then slightly oh. after, I, I can't play the video unfortunately. Otherwise, we'll we we'll get sued or whatever. Yeah, I think but, we've all seen it. Yeah, Paulinho falls oh. um, straight down uh, afterwards uh, after reacting. Uh, Danny, I'll start with you. What were your thoughts? Do you think it was a yellow, red, or, or nothing? I have to see the video. I, I I can't remember now. I'll just say it's a red, just so I'm not biased here. The, let me say one thing. Let me say one thing. Sporting this game. Sporting this game. Sporting this game. We're an absolute joke when it came to. Um, game management absolute joke we wa- we went one nil down and we lost our fucking head uh sparting this game acted like they've never played a derby before they acted like some spoiled brats because they may be seen that um they were finally not going to win a derby so you know they were they were they were not finally not let me not say that because we've lost we lost last season but you know what i mean like um w- we needed to win this game and we didn't um and and we were acting like some spoiled brats on, on that. So our, our our head, as much as I said, you know, before that I thought we played well, but not played well, but I thought we at least dominated, etc. I don't think we had good game management. I do think that these cases were a little um a little uh a little too much. Um okay, yes, yes, that's definitely a red. I'm remembering now. <laughs> but hey, hey, okay, let's not act like some virgins here. What's what's Vert, what's Vert pitching his ass cheeks for, bro? You don't know. All he knows to play those games, bro. <laughs> it's just, hey, also the same with the last one, um, uh, Sibalinga was grabbing things leg and he shrugged them off. So I think, you know, Nunesans is clear, bro. Uh <laughs> this guy <laughs> but yes yes it's a red but that's it goes back to what i'm saying um we lost our heads i don't know what it was it was just one nothing at, at most of these points um we we lost our heads we didn't honor the jersey um and uh somebody said i think it was paulinho that said it or pot said it the next day that this game tomorrow against porto they have to show that they're as they, they they're worthy enough to wear the jersey they said something if translating it's it's some uh it's like uh in, or in portuguese I'll, my fake portuguese i'll say it. they said something like something like that 
They really do because the way they acted on this game were a bunch of spoiled children, in my in my opinion. And, and I know you guys all agree with me, but anyways, go ahead. Bash us. Paulinho <laughs> should get a permanent red because this fucking joke of a striker costs us fucking eighteen million and misses a one on one. Danny, Danny, you know you know what shirt I'm wearing right now, right? Well, it's your fault, Sam. It's your fault. Wait, is that really a Paulinho shirt? Yeah. Lord. Like, I'll just gonna put this up here. I know he's not a great player, but he's my favorite player just because I don't know. There's just something about him that I like, and that's just honest. To be fair, like I mean, dude, I used to love Stefanovic. So you're in the clear. Sofetovic is sick, bro. You guys aren't worthy of Sofetovic, man. Sofetovic is Giroud. Man, I used to be huge on him. I used to love him, man. I swear. Most underappreciated player in your case, or in this case, in Portuguese football. Underappreciated. Yeah. And just just before I asked Peter the the question about the yellow card or red card, correct me if I'm wrong. I remember when I first did the Fox of You in 2016, that you said you rated Jill Diaz when I can't remember where he was at the time. I think he might have been in in another team. Yeah. And then for him for him to score now, just like a full circle of, of Peter being right, what six years in, later? In your defense in 2016, I also rated Gil Diaz, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, sh- I'll take this one. I feel I feel vindicated. <laughs> I feel vindicated. <laughs> no, I still I still like Gil Diaz. I, I I think he's a good player. Is he a Benfica caliber player? No. Probably not. But I would like to see him play more too. And, and other players, but that that's another thing. I'm happy for him though, scoring. I feel vindicated to answer your question, Sam. <laughs> yeah. And and for the from the next question, uh pulling your red card? Uh yeah, absolutely. Uh it, it was actually pretty funny because I, I have a, a text group with, with two of my friends, uh one Portista and one one sporting and we were all watching the game and nobody could understand what happened, like how that turned into a foul for sporting. We were all just a little bit confused by what the hell is going on, but uh, yeah, it's definitely a red. Uh, and before you 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 ask Timo uh, the question, I, I I I asked you guys something when I was doing the analysis, and never got an answer. And I really really want to know this. Uh, did, did you do you guys agree when I said that um, Ruben and Mourinho never prepare their players for a possibility of a loss against Benfica? I don't think so. I, I disagree. Just because, from from what we've seen from him, always it's it's sort of one game at a time. He's never been a manager to like overlook or like think about the next game. And like like obviously, I don't know him personally, but from what I've seen, it's always one game at a time. You know, we, we've got to respect our opponents. And and so I would say no. Do I think he maybe thought in his head that like. I don't really know what to say because, like, some of the, the team section we mentioned earlier, like Pot being in, in off a bad game and a, a bad number of games, and same with uh, Polina. So I, I don't know, Danny. I don't know what if you. If you I, think I, I'm with you. I I I don't think that was the issue. I think the issue, maybe the players weren't ready for a loss. I'll agree with you in that sense where the mentality between the players weren't there. I don't think it's a Ruben. Man, Ruben Amorim has these guys scared about losing to or, or, or have have fans and everything on press conferences convinced that we can lose to Bilinish Saad, let alone Befica. I, I think um, I don't think that's the case. Do I think Amorim got some things wrong in this game? 100%. Um, 
I think it's more so that that mentality they're mentioning, I I agree with it, but I think it's more so the players. That's why I think actions like these were a lot uh, on this game. Side note, really quickly, let me also just add, we never get Benfica fans on when we win, only when we lose. I think that's the biggest mistake we've had because this has been a very painful podcast for me. <laughs> Wait, no, that's what my was bad, that? Wait, it was my suggestion. What happened? You said this was your favorite podcast so far? Uh-huh. I yeah, I heard that, that too. <laughs> I hear yeah, that? It is my, my last podcast is always my favorite podcast. Oh, uh, it's, it's because now you have to have you know, two badass, you know, Benfuchas on it. I get it. Cool. Appreciate it. You know what I mean? I'll come on more if you want. That's, that's fine. <laughs> um, hey, man. Be my guest, okay. please. So, Especially when you guys lose, though, next time. Uh, you know what? I'm good. I don't mind. <laughs> I don't mind. I'll come on. That's fine. You're sick. You're sick. I'm, a, I'm a big boy. Uh, so, I. You know, he kind of swung aimlessly, and, you know, yeah. it, it's one of those things where it's aggression. I think it's a red. It would be – I'm going to probably be the only one here who's going to have this opinion, but I would say it might be a soft red. It's deserving of a red, but, again, you don't know what happened. Again, no camera angles showed if Vertonghen initiated something first or whatever. I mean, I don't know. So a red would be justified based on him – blatantly throwing a punch or whatever the hell he slap or so I think it is but you know not being a red is not the end of the day either um considering what possibly happened leading up to that it could have been a retaliation or whatever so but you know I'll, I'll go with the flow with you guys and say it's a red but soft it was let me just say again I'm not joking when I said Vertonghen did reach out to pinch his ass Paulina's just not about that life it is what it is man I mean, okay. I'm gonna be a bit of a devil advocate here. Let me I, just I preemphasize just... this: if this was Tiago Tomaj, Sam would want him suspended from the fucking Portuguese league for like three seasons. However, if he got a red, you guys possibly would have played better. <laughs> uh, I think I think more goals would be scored. You know that happens. That does happen often, where certain teams play better when certain players are not on the on the pitch. Yep. Just yeah. out there. The only reason that I would say a, a yellow is just that I've just not seen a better clip of it, to be honest. I don't, mm-hmm. I, as I recall, there wasn't a replay. Um, there wasn't like, any sort of zoomed-in thing. Like if, if they went to VAR and checked it and they showed a clear angle, like I, I can just je- – from this angle, I can't tell if Paulinho actually hits him, which I'm sure he does, but I, I can't see. I can't see – I see the tongue reach now, but obviously we can't see like what his hand is doing or whatever. And I think there was um, they clashed into each other a bit before that, so it was just like more like a an ego thing, I guess, for for both of them. It sort of was because Vertonghen ran over to him and Paulinho reacted. I mean, if if it was a red card, that's fine, but I just want to see, I want to see mm-hmm. a clearer angle of it. But like for for me, just in this angle, I'll say I'll just say yellow, just to just to be annoying and, and disagree for once. I mean, but once again, you gotta disagree with the VAR uh, once again because this this play deserves a, a few more minutes at least to get analyzed and th- this is the best replay that we got so it got completely overlooked by the var i do agree with you guys by the way i don't think that it's like you know like the nun santos or even the sarabia one this one's a lot less clear it, it but it but it does look like a red but we can't be sure because they didn't spend a second on it it just they just moved on and somehow managed to find a foul in favor of sporting in that same spot somehow which is why i'm still baffled there is actually another reason why I think it could be a red. Homophobic. 
<laughs> it could be a red just because every time I see Paulinho do anything aggressively, and I think Danny will agree, he just falls and like holds his back all the time, just all the time, just just down on his back, and just like so, like I don't know, because Paulinho turns and like swings, and then when I Thomas on the floor, he's like, oh shit. Oh my back, and then like the night falls to the floor. I, I don't know. Like, I still don't know if it's uh, what what kind of card it should be. To be Sam, hold on. You're not gonna bring up the the the, the clear penalty on Quatch, or? <laughs> <laughs> Four of this. Sure. I can't have I one think... today, bro. Four of this. I've got a picture of it somewhere. Let me find it. So I, I, I spoke. No, don't bring it up. I was being, I was joking around. Please. Uh, uh, you, you've mentioned it now, so. Actually, I can't do it. It's a video. Never mind. But it's um same Kawhi's flop. He does it all but the time. Red card for simulation, or? Uh, yeah. I mean, could have been a second yellow. That is true. <laughs> That's another thing in Portugal you don't see enough of. You don't see enough cards for simulation, and it happens all too often. You yeah. know, and I I think that's something that needs to be cleaned up from the game, um, altogether. And it, it's just. It's absurd. I mean, this league. I don't know why I love it so much because it all it does is piss me the hell off. <laughs> you know, I, I say I don't. I don't love the league. I only love the team. You know, I know you're the same way. You know, no. I. I mean, I. I mean, I love the league, not the way it okay, is. I'm, but like, I yes, love the 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 Yes, like I still enjoy watching those teams play, and I mean, I've gone to games that my team wasn't even there. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I know a lot of people won't do that, but that's that's not me. I mean, I've been to I've been to a Classico of uh, you know at the Alvalade. It was Sporting against Porto. I've been there for 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 a Classico. Now I've watched games that my team has not gone to or has not been there. I just love watching footy, but it's man, the league just pisses me the hell off. Let me just say that Harry Kane also does what Quatch does a lot, and also doesn't get a, a card so. If Harry Kane does it, why not? Why not Seba? You know. I was I was thinking it's too much putting as well, saying like people never get yellow carded for simulations. The only time I see it in the Portuguese league is when they give a yellow for simulation and then VAR and they take it back. <laughs> they take it back. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. One time they finally want to do it, it's an actual foul. My other one is when a guy thinks he's fouled and he falls and he grabs the ball. If that's not a foul, that guy should get a yellow for a handball. Yeah. Yeah. And I've seen it happen in, in a couple of leagues, but I've never seen it happen in Portugal. You know, the, the yeah. ref just says, screw it, I'll just give him the foul. <laughs> but it, clearly not a foul. And the guy's reaching out, grabbing the ball. Give him the damn yellow. That kind of stuff yeah. needs to be cleaned up from the, from the sport altogether. Yeah. There's another one I noticed during, um, like, the lockdown and, like, the, the empty stadiums. Referees will just react to sound. They hear someone scream. They won't see it. Bang. Foul. And it's like, Nuno Santos is actually the worst, right? He does it so many times. And no. Poro as well, from what I've seen. But like I said, I don't watch many Benfica reporter games, so okay. I can't say. I will I'm say sure that. Up face worse, so. Nuno Santos quickly becoming a Ruben Mikael to me. Ruben Mikael, if you see my tweets, he's the one player that I absolutely loathe that's ever played in Portugal. Yeah. He's, he's a sniveling little bitch, and I can't stand the way he <laughs> plays. But Nuno Santos quickly getting to that level and i don't know that he was ever like that before you know and all of a sudden like he just seems like man what a little bitch like if i saw if i saw him and if i was playing in a sunday league against him i'd probably slap him you know who, who <laughs> i would I, who nunu sense reminds me a lot of just 
maybe not as good defensively. Reminds me of Maxi Pereira. At least you didn't say Acuna. I thought you were going to go there. No, no, no. Acuna, there's only one, baby. There's only one Acuna. But Maxi Pereira is worse than Acuna, by the way. And and I think you guys you guys seen it best because you love them. He goes to and Porto fans hated him. He switches sides. Porto fan loves him, and you guys hate him. The only reason I say this is because he's the type of player. The only reason I like uh, Nuno Santos is he's the type of player that if he's on your team, you love him. If you're against him, you hate him. Because no, of, and Otavio come to mind too. So it's another Otavio, but you know I, I get what he offers, and I and I see that. But I don't like that type of a person on my team. I just don't. I, it's it, it it's hard to watch that kind of, you know. I don't know. Timo, there's a little bit of a difference between like what those guys are and the metreris that we like on certain players, like mm-hmm. being able to nab a foul when there isn't one. Those tiny little things that you know, y- you need a player like that, and those are important, but. Guys like Otavio and Santos and even Bruno Fernandes at some points can be a little frustrating to play against. Ooh, look at this, huh? Damn. No, no, no. They know. They know. He's a little bit. <laughs> he's a little bit hustle. But hey, that's why Sporting issues like them a lot, and why a lot of us dislike them a lot. Fair enough. <laughs> J- just a quick add. You guys uh, had Jonas on your team, right? Just making sure. <laughs> yeah. Who, 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 See, only won, who only won five penalties total? I need a stat check that. Go ahead. It's on goal point. Yep. You can check it out. He only won five penalties. What's that? I'm sorry, Sam? I don't think Nuno Santos won a single penalty. Oh, sorry, go, Sam. I was going to say, I feel like you two have researched that stat a lot because you no, knew it. From- it's just been <laughs> everywhere. Like, so the whole thing with Taremi now with you know how many he's won, you know how many yeah. penalties that he's actually you know been awarded, it's Everybody, yeah, everybody's. I think the season alone is nine. Um, where Jonas, his whole Benfica career was five, and I mean, he scored a lot of penalties, but he's not the one who who was winning them, you know. But we could, he actually got a few yellows for diving as well. If I had, if if we kept going down this this hole right now, man, I'd be all over. (laughs) I mean, but let's not go there. I mean, but that's that's an important skill on a player. Sorry, you guys, but that Matridis that Taremi has, you know, if he's not punished, he's going to keep doing it. And I understand that. You know, we might not like it. That needs, but... that needs to be punished, you know? Yeah, exactly. I agree with you. The one against Varela. Paul Varela actually pulled his hands in. Didn't even... Whatever. I, I refuse to watch his penalties <laughs> now. I just I just assume that he's... That, that, that's yep, a it's a penalty. Yep, it's a penalty. It's a penalty. Just screw it. Just give it to him. <laughs> Yeah, uh, this was the only thing I was going to say to him. You said, I'm not sure if Nuno Santos was like this before. Uh, exhibit A <laughs> for Rio of giving. Oh, yeah. I remember you know what's funny about that game? Oh, it's, just wearing, it's only when he wears green, I guess. <laughs> oh, ball. What do you mean? Wait, is, is that peasy? Yeah, it's peasy. But do you know what I remember about this game so well is that br- everyone was saying that Bruno Large told Bruno Santos to get sent off. Yes. You, I'm not sure oh, yes. That's so ridiculous. Because so they were defend- speaking like a few minutes before. Sorry, Danny, Karen. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no, no. Go on. I, I, I'm just, I, let me defend Luno Santos real quick. PZ was looking one way, but the other <laughs> eye was looking at the ball. Luno Santos thought he was getting out of the way. 
Oh, and to be honest, that play is a lot closer than what it looks like. It's still a clear red, but Nuno Santos was actually trying to play the ball that time. That's <laughs> yeah, one of those where it's a bang-bang play and they're both running at each other and it happens. I mean, it's a red, but it's... I remember Nani I don't know a few that years ago intended. did it to Man U, and yeah. that was like a big thing. Yeah. Or did it to Real Madrid, I should say. Yeah. Um I mean, we went on a bit of a tangent. Let's just go back to the game as like a, a final point. Um, you guys, man of the matches. I'll start off with the Benfica fans first, obviously. Uh, Timo, who is your man of the match for that game? Uh, you know, I don't think anybody on Benfica did anything particularly well other than, I mean, I think Darwin scored the goal, you know, to get the and lead assist. And, and the assist. So I'd probably have to give it to Darwin. But... I thought Grimaldo actually had a pretty damn good game by his standards. You know, a lot didn't happen going his way. Uh, he made a lot of clearances too. Um, and he got a lot of possession off of Sporting and then was able to get it out of harm's way, like out of the danger area. So he's pretty close back there, but even Vigel, Vigel had another you know, normal game for Vigel. I, I don't rate him as much as a lot of people do. I don't think he's a true number six. Um, my opinion, I prefer somebody with a little bit more aggression, somebody more like Ugarte, Almuzrati, you know, um, not Polina. as much not as much as Polina because that's just pent up, you know, aggression. Um, yeah. But he had a very good game as well in, you know, getting the ball away from those spots there, so those are probably my top three, but I'd have to give it to Darwin solely because of the goal and the assist. Yeah, uh, Peter, who was your man match? I want to be different, uh, and I didn't want to say Darwin at first. Uh, first, I start, I started thinking maybe Gonzalo Ramos, but he was actually, um, you know, not his usual self uh, in this I'm game. Although he still played really... there, Gonzalo Ramos yeah. on goal point got the lowest rating of the, <laughs> of the whole Benfica team, 4. which is. Which is a little bit interesting. I mean, he wasn't in his A game, but he's a very interesting player. He was um, tired. Yeah, I absolutely. guarantee you, he was tired from the from the Liverpool game. Guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I I would go with uh, with Weigel though, because I was thinking about the midfield, and I thought you know Otamendi, Vertonghen, those guys, but they were good in spots as well. They also had their moments. So I'll, I'll go with Weigel, be a little bit different instead of saying the goal scorer. <laughs> Darwin. <laughs> yeah, Danny. What about you? Unfortunately, we have to give a man a match. I think um, I honestly think Paulinho. This is his best performance in a Sporting jersey. Uh, <laughs> no, it, it, has it, has be Paulinho. <laughs> it has to be. It has to be Darwin. Um, and but at the same time, I also have to give. Uh, uh, I, I think uh, Nelson Verissimo also did well in terms of how he how he he set his team up perfect to win. Uh, he set his team up perfect for for to win against Liverpool too. They just came up short right at the end. Um, so so shout out to him as well. I don't know how you guys feel about him and the rocky the rocky season he's had, and and now with Roger Schmidt coming in, how you guys view that whole situation, but. Um, He's for, for for considering what was happening at Benfica, uh, and considering you know player turmoil, coach turmoil and stuff. I th I think he's doing a pretty good job. Yeah, um, I I was going to go with Darwin or Weigel, but I'll give it to Darwin. Um, someone else who I was impressed with actually was was Gilberto because I know he gets a lot of stick from a lot of Benfica fans, but I thought he was actually quite good this game. Like he annoyed, especially Nuno Santos to get a kick in the face, but like. <laughs> He, he was down that wing a lot. 
<laughs> yeah, awful. But he he was down that wing a lot, and I thought, you know, I I'm pretty sure he's not rated by a lot of Benfica fans. But I thought in this game especially, he was he, he was good. Well, I wouldn't say he was great, but he was good. I think he's Benfica's most improved player um, from last year to this year. Uh, Darwin as well, but Darwin was injury related. But Gilberto, I I mean, I think this year he's he's shown. He's one of the few on the team that actually has that hasa and wants to uh, wants to keep going, like no die, no, no stopping attitude. So that's a good shout. Yeah, he was he was pretty good. He was also very very good in the first leg against Liverpool. I think mm-hmm. people yeah. don't think about that. Uh, Sam, sorry to hijack your podcast just a little bit. Um, do, do you guys? It, it, this is more like a question for both of you again. Uh, and and I, I just want to know out of curiosity, because to me, I think Saravia would get that honor. But who do you guys think was the worst player on, on, on Sporting Team? And also the best, if you guys want to wanna, wanna bring that up. Do you have to make us do the best? Like... The worst? Do you think Saravia was the worst? Yeah, I think he was completely non-efficient. And uh, yeah, absolutely. Wow. I was actually expecting him to be very dominant and to give Grimaldo a lot of trouble. I, I see it, to be and, fair, because yeah, of how fair. good he's been. Like, and especially well, maybe in that that's Grimaldo actually had a good match then. Yeah, I would say. No, Grimaldo. yeah, I'm not trying to discredit Grimaldo. I'm just saying that I expected Sarabia to do more, and I always felt that he was subpar. I mean, every, you know everyone from Spurton teams were. That's my opinion. I think, I think yeah. you're saying that about Sarabia because you were, would have expected him to yeah. completely outmatch Grimaldo. And don't get me wrong, I would too. Um, you know, we know he's not that great of a defender, but um, I don't know. I, I, I also don't think it was just Grimaldo. It's more so Vertonghen because Sarabia plays more so on the inside. Like the game, it was more so Poru and, and Grimaldo going one-on-one. And it was either Poru winning some of those battles, Grimaldo winning a lot of those battles too. So, um, but you're right. I, I think it may have, in terms of Sarabia's standards, definitely not his best game the worst i won't say he's the worst i i, I honestly i'm giving that to paulinho or even or even uh matilj nunes didn't have i mean we talk about standards matilj nunes didn't do much this game either drum i mean we can also talk about João Palinha. he was he was non-existent but do i think the, the whole team <laughs> yeah exactly yeah not, you're not wrong you're not wrong Luis Neto for this like even then i think then let us down on 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 that first goal, bro. That first goal, Don, normal Don usually saves that. Because that ball wasn't, that ball was not high over him. He just missed his fingertips, but I think he went down too quickly. Yeah, he, he ducked. Like, yeah, yeah. He went down was, thinking he it was going to be a low shot. Chip. Yep. Yep. Didn't expect the chip. Because the chip wasn't perfect by any Obvious. means. If the no, goalie's yeah. staying on his feet, that's hitting him in the chest or in the face. You know, that ball yeah. was not, that chip wasn't high. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Um, I will say, um, I generally don't think I can give the best one because I, I generally do not think they, there was. The one I could say is maybe you got off the bench, but like even so, he wasn't great. Even Edwards on the off the bench, he sparked a little bit, and then and then and then we got rid of Sarabia, and it was it kind of died down after after Sarabia's substitution, in my opinion. He actually got the for goal point the worst rating of the game was four point seven to to Mark Edwards. Edwards? Sorry, tied yeah, tied with Paulinho four point seven. But um, I I'm gonna say Paulinho, but I, I'm gonna put him with Pot. He's been so bad, and like not just this game, he's been he's just like undroppable. But why he's been awful? I don't think he's offered anything since 
we played Dortmund in November. I, I genuinely cannot remember a, a good game he's had since then. I don't know if, if Danny can as well, but like, just so bad for me, man. I drink oh. too much to remember, but I, I think we've had <laughs> maybe one or two sprinkled in there. But yeah, but like, I really think Mark Zebra should be getting the opportunity. Don't give me the slim Arnie Paulinho left wing striker thing. I don't want to see yeah, that agree. ever again. The like Edwards is ready now, I think, anyway, to to take over. And I think Potts should leave in the summer, hopefully. But his you know. value is so low right now, though. You know, this season's really been we had this conversation on Twitter, and I've had this conversation with a lot of, you know, my Lagarto friends and family, where, you know, I was I really rated him last year and you know, I, I always thought he needed more time on Portugal as well, you know, on the Slicell. But uh, this year, he just – either he's not Injuries, interested though. or, you know, it's like – you just watch him. It's like, man, this guy would have torn up that midfield and that defense. If it was Pots from last year, he would have torn yeah. up that defense in this in this derby. I think, I think would, injury yeah. has a lot to do with it. Ever since he came back from injury, he hasn't been the same. So uh, I don't. I think. I think. I think. One. I don't think we're gonna sell him because his value is so low. But two. I think next season might be might be the. Re- I'm hoping at least. Knock on wood for this. Uh, might be the return of Pot because uh, I, I I I do see that talent in there. I do see the ability. Some of it has to do with un. He's been unlucky this season a bit, but a lot of it. Um, I, I think personally, he suffered a foot injury. That's never easy to to come back from. I have, a, I have a very interesting opinion on Pot, where I think that he's a, a good player, above average, like, you know, a pretty, pretty good player. Uh, but I also think that his numbers last year with Sporting yeah. were super screwed. Like, like he had one of the best averages in terms of, like, goal to shots on target ratio. And I just felt that that was completely unsustainable. And um, obviously, Pot's game is a lot more than just goals, but that was one of his big things last season. And I just felt that that was completely unsustainable. So that, to me, isn't a big of a surprise that he's suddenly dropped off because you had such a great time last year and it felt like and I, I you guys probably know this better than me because you watched way more games i'm sure than i did seeing sporting win every week <laughs> uh but he, he looked like almost every shot that he had on target was a goal like in in that kind of efficiency i just don't think that you could expect him to replicate i don't think he's ever gonna be that level again maybe i'm wrong Maybe he can be a superstar i'm not saying that he can't but uh, i think he's gonna stabilize around what he is like what a six maybe 14 15 goals a season 16 17 assists kind of guy and he, he's, he's going to be better and he's going to help sporting be a lot better but i also don't think that he's ever going to reach like a superstar status because i just felt like he had like such a good instinct on goal and that he was getting very lucky comparing his averages but Agreed, agreed. Yeah, yeah. I, I would personally like to see him tried as a, a number eight, like Matthews Nunes, like especially if if we're gonna keep playing pot, maybe drop Matthews Nunes. I, I want to see pot as a number eight. I think he might might be a bit better. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. When he first came, sorry, when he was first at Familia Cal, that's where he played and had had his great season there. But um, but yeah, I, I'm not sure on what the, the case is for for pot. But um, that's pretty much what we have on the game. I want to ask one question, and I'm going to ask uh, Tim and Peter not to be involved for it. Danny, this one is for you. Um, what are your thoughts on this video circulating through Twitter? 
I'm not sure if you've seen it. I can send it to you. I haven't. Have you seen this video? No way. My sex tape? Oh, this pic. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, That's next episode, man. Don't bro, I don't know, man. Fifty. Listen, I work the place I work at. Fuck, man. I, listen, I, I, it hurts me because I'm a Spartan fan, and of course, I think it's, I think it's, I hate to say unprofessional because what is he selling, like fucking peanuts or something? Like, yeah, he's in there. But you, you don't do this shit, man. At your, you know, I don't go to. I work at a bank. I don't go to the fucking bank. I work out wearing a t-shirt of another bank. You know what I mean? Like it's. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, listen, at the end of the day, he's he's just a human being, right? Um, so is this a club? Sporting is this a or... that works for sporting? Yeah, it, okay. yeah, in, in like one of the like the, the food shops there. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. exactly. Okay. Who cares? Hey, look, you know, um... but don't do this. You're you're asking to get in a, in a country like Portugal. You're asking it. You're, it's like you're, if you're I go to a Toronto, for a last, last thing. Exactly. Yeah. If I go to Toronto FC. Yeah. It's different here in, in Canada, but if I go to a Toronto FC game with Montreal jersey underneath my 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 Toronto FC shirt to, for work, you don't think employers are going to say something? Yeah. I mean, uh, so I I've had this uh, I've had this opinion numerous times. I mean, I love Benfica, but if Porto or Sporting wanted to pay me to play for them, yeah, I would play for them and I would give it my all. You know, that's just how it is. You know, as a professional. Um, you know, doing something like, like this, I mean, it, whatever, it doesn't make sense. Uh, you work at an institution, you represent that institution. It doesn't mean you have to, uh, you know, represent everything they're about, but you still mm. represent them. Personally, I wouldn't pull something like that, but whatever. Yeah. Can I the just one... say, sorry, Sam, I know you no, didn't no. want to, but I, I, I just no, want to say something. Really... Can... Uh, okay. Um, this to me is wrong, obviously for a number of reasons. But the weirdest thing that I actually find here is if you're just selling whatever it is, why do you need to have a sporting shirt on? Like, why is that your uniform? I think it's kind of weird, but that's just, you know, this is wrong, in my opinion. He already has the backstage pass, whatever it is, around his neck. That should be enough, honestly. But if they want to use sporting uh, shirts as uniforms, then, you know, he should respect that and move on with his life like he's getting paid by sporting it doesn't matter if you like sporting or not like i work for a, a company that i hated having my um cell phone <laughs> having them as my cell phone provider does that mean that i'm gonna trash them <laughs> no i work for them so there's also a lot of things that they had to do positive so you know in this sense this is clearly wrong and just it's silly and i am very happy that this person was not hurt that we yeah. know of i, I genuinely don't know if it was or not. <laughs> i mean let's oh, i mean yeah. i hope not i hope so i doubt i doubt he got hurt yeah i, I doubt it they but the, the way i see it right i think it's disrespectful but at the same time i do not care like yeah. we have an ikea in the other lab you think they all support sporting no like i mean <laughs> th maybe not with the shirt like if, if you wanted to just say like yeah i support benfica whatever fine but like maybe the shirt is a bit i agree with danny like you're asking like imagine if you get like a uvaleo guy down there or directivo i mean is it's a different story we might not be speaking with such like like happiness and and you know making jokes you know but i don't know, could have been a bet too though 
I mean, we don't really yeah. know the context behind the whole thing. That's yeah, yeah, that's that's fair enough. Yeah. Dare, bad, whatever it was, like, hey, I, I dare you to show up with a Vivica jersey underneath, you know, and like, people could do that. They're silly yeah. enough to, <laughs> to do challenges like that, so who knows? Yeah, uh, I, I won't disagree with you there. Um, I know it's getting late, but I just have sort of one more, we have two more topics, really. Uh, this one is um, the game tomorrow against Porto. Um I will ask Timo and, and Pete for their opinions shortly. But the only thing I wanted to bring up um, to get an opinion on was finally the suspensions came through from about two months ago. Um, Pepe and Tabata were suspended for 23 days. Um, and Tutorias was suspended for one. However, Pepe is definitely out uh, of the game against Sporting because he denied the accusations. And he was found... I, I don't exactly know how it works, but he denied the accusations, but then he was found guilty, so he can't appeal... Uh, Matthew's race and uh, Sal, sorry, Matthew's race and Tabata might still play tomorrow. Um, but Danny, what are your thoughts on the overall suspension? Do you think it's too long, too short for, for both players, or, or one should be suspended more than the other? I've been out of the loop today. I just woke up and everybody was abusing Pep and shit like that. So, are they playing tomorrow? Pep isn't, no. no. Pep, Bruno Tabata and Matthew's race is like they said they can if they appeal. But I don't know what's happened, to be honest. But I know they can play if they appeal. But Pepe is is a hundred percent can't play. It's it's uh it's more so on what we've mentioned earlier. I'm not I'm not gonna repeat a broken drum. This league is a, a bit of a joke when it comes to these suspensions and these fines and then these appeals. And I know these guys are gonna mention the Pelinga situation with last season, which you're not wrong to mention. Um, but that yellow card was sus. Let me also just mention that last season. But um, that yellow card was sus, boys. But should have served it. Should have served it. Um, missed 37 fouls that he had before that. There wasn't a single yellow is what you're trying to say. All I'm saying is the game he missed against Benfica, he didn't play. I'm just saying the yellow he got, a, the, the foul he got a yellow on was sus. You shouldn't, okay. you, you shouldn't bring up uh, uh, Benfica. Yeah, let's not talk about Palinia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a lot of ammunition. Boys are biased. Boys are biased. Uh, um, listen, I, I don't know what's happening tomorrow, who's playing, who's not playing. Um, all I know is this game happened in February? Yeah. Or just, or just like early March. Just early March. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's 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 a bit of, jo- of a joke with this. That whole situation was a joke um, for March both 2nd. sides, but sorry, March second, March second. Yeah, there you go. That whole situation was a joke um, on both sides, and the fact that, anyways, I, I won't get into it. Yeah, it's just a joke. We'll see what happens tomorrow, though. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Timo, what are your thoughts? Uh, the, the suspension, the 23 days, you think that's fair? Do you think it's too long, too short? Or what are your thoughts? Well, I, I think it's a joke that they waited this long and so much to have passed before finally, you know, having to serve a suspension. It's the same thing in Portugal. Like, if you think about it, you know, it was a red card. You missed the next match. Right or if this was due to aggression, he kicked uh, Viana, was it? Yeah. Okay. And I know there were petitions all over Twitter today saying, "Oh, but I didn't see any kicks." You can clearly see the kick. You know, they kind of bumped, and then you can see Viana like kind of like rocked backwards because he got kicked in the leg. Um, and just just interrupt quickly. That was also in the referee's report that 
that he definitely kicked him as well. Okay. That, I think that's why Pepe can't appeal because it was in the referee's it was report, in the report and, and gotcha. they and they found evidence with it as well. So it it was an aggression against uh, you know a non-player, and in my opinion, at that point, it's got to be harsh. So if you're going to suspend him for twenty three game uh, twenty three days, it's got to be right then and there. And you know how much or how many games would he have missed? You know, normally, as opposed to now, you know, it's like, did they really wait until the season's pretty much wrapped up to suspend the guy? Mm. You know, that mm. that to me is the thing that never makes sense in Portugal is the way they hand suspensions, but everything gets pushed out for, you know, we've seen upwards to a year, which is just mind boggling. But um, whatever, I mean, I don't think he's going to make that much of a difference personally, so. Yeah, I don't think he's been. He's good, but I don't think he's been the pep that we know. Yeah, no, that's that's fair enough. Uh, Peter, what are your thoughts on the, the length of suspension? Yeah, I'm kind of rewatching the whole thing because uh, <laughs> just to make sure that I uh, don't get any mistakes. I want to start off by saying that uh, the suspension that Tarapt uh, got compared to this is absolutely ridiculous. Starting enough with that uh can somebody tell me what Mateus did because i'm looking at the footage trying to see what happened and and his little put the middle finger up to um Concesar, the the sun really that's that okay and it, was, it was literally he put it he put it up just as the camera panned him and that is the only reason <laughs> he got, he got them instead yeah i don't know man to me uh, suspension for flipping someone off is absurd to me, I mean, I don't really get it, but whatever, it is what it is. I wouldn't put it any further than what it what it is. Um, Pep and Tabata, I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Tabata had an issue with one of uh, Porto's uh, guys too, right? He wasn't uh, a player yeah. either. What happened, <laughs> I, I'm saying this unbiased, that um, the, I think it was Luis Gonzalez from Porto grabbed Inacio's neck. Like, even if it was the push, there were definitely hands on the neck. And straight away, Tabata comes in like, who do you think you are? Pushes in. So that that was the, the story. But at the end of the day, there was still aggression on that guy. So I guess... Yeah, I'm trying to go through it and trying to see if I can find the footage. But I from what you're telling me to... and what I remember... Uh, sorry, what, you, somebody was going to say something? Was it no. you, Tim? Keep going, Pete. Uh, okay. Um, I don't think that it should be as harsh as Pepe's because I think that I remember something similar to what you just said. I can't find the exact footage, but I I, I got a pretty good idea because obviously it was a big deal. Um, I think his suspension being somewhat lengthy makes total sense, uh, even if he was protecting a teammate because he put his hands on somebody that isn't an actual player. And I think to me that always makes it a lot worse. Um, but uh, I think that Pep suspension is just a joke. I, it should be a lot longer. And like Timo said, he should have he, like so. We we all know the 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 caso do tunnel, and I'm not going to bring that up for uh, you know if he was right or wrong or whatever it was. But the decision was made pretty quickly, and uh, Hulk and whatever other player was, I don't remember, got a lengthy suspension throughout the season, and it hurt Porto because it was something that they decided was something wrong that happened. So this is something that is clearly wrong for Pep, and if they wanna 
make it hurt for Porto, this suspension should not be like this. It should be a lengthy suspension that not only catches the end of this season and the start of next season. Um, we all can discuss if we think that Pep is a difference maker for Porto or not. I would say that most of us say that he isn't. But the point is, if he's a prominent player, if he's uh, somebody that put his hands on... And I remember the part with Luke Viana because to me that one was just ridiculous because he was just talking to him. I don't understand what happened. Kind of put his hand up like this, like saying, hey, relax type of thing. Like looked like he was going to put his hand on his chest to kind of like hold him back from going where he was going. And then Pep reacted the way he did. Yeah, he just, he just lost it. Yeah. So I think to me, if you want to take your time making these decisions, then you got to hurt them to start the next season. And that's why I think that the Ukaz do Tunnel made sense with the lengthy suspension Holcott because it ended up hurting Porto. He missed like half a season or something close to that. And that's what should happen in these kind of situations, specifically because we're talking about somebody that wasn't even involved in the game. And to me, that always makes it worse. Yeah. yeah. I think in the case of Tabata, he should be given an award. For knocking down Luis Gonzalez, <laughs> I cannot cannot stand that little Chihuahua. That guy, you know, is he is the uh, how do I want to put this? He epitomizes what it is to be a loathsome person, somebody who has zero class. Just the way he acts on the touchline, game in, game out. That guy right there deserved to have to go head down into the ground. I don't care how old he is. He put his hand on Inacio, his neck. Tabata did the right thing by protecting his player. I'm not saying he should have hit him. I'm just saying he should have hit him harder. I cannot stand Luis Gonzalez. Oh my God. I cannot. I just can't. It's yeah. he's up there with Ruben Miguel. Miguel. <laughs> yeah. He's the absolute fucking worst. I hate him too. And that's some unbiased comments from Timo. And that's definitely unbiased because, you know what? I, I wear red, not green. <laughs> and just as you you say you're rewatching, Pete, I'm not sure if you've seen this bit yet, but WWE star, yeah. Tito Reyes, got hit by a chair. So. Oh, and who else got spit on? Can, they were, like, spitting on us and shit. I think can, that was Tito Reyes as well. That whole, that yeah. was, that whole thing, that. man. That was a joke. That's... I still don't know what punishment came out of that. I, I remember what I say, oh, they were looking internally, whatever. 34 but... euros, probably. Dude, nothing happened. It's like that, that one time the dude came in, uh, it was a Benfica, Port, Port Benfica, sorry, a couple of years back, I think two years ago, uh, and somebody came in and pushed PZ. Thankfully, that was the only thing that they did, it was push PZ. Nobody knows what, what happened to the dude that pushed PZ. Did you guys get any news about that? No, because it's Porto. And that... And you know that guy should have been banned, and nothing happened out of it. So I'm I'm not shocked if nothing comes out with the Matejre situation, which to me is also completely absurd. Uh, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, before we move on, we'll, I probably will move on quickly. But the only thing I want to say is I think they both probably should have been suspended for longer. And the reason is I remember doing the research and and tweeting this on on the account at the time. The, the league rules state that if you put your hands on someone who is not um, a part of the game, it's the, the ban is at minimum two months, two, two years, and they've got 23 days. So it's like either the league rules just do not exist and someone just made that up on the spot, which you can go back and find in the article, it still exists. But like 23 days is nothing really. Like how many games is that? Like two or three at, at four at max? But like I, I generally think it should have been... I think Pepe maybe a bit. I don't know because Tabata did 
if if we're going by rule and that is lay hands on someone, then yeah, maybe two months for both of them. One pushed, honest, the other one kicked. I mean, they're they're both ag- yeah. aggressive behaviors. And but they're both different in itself. That's Correct. why it's two months to two years. Yeah, I you know think, there's, I there's a difference there. Twenty three days is laughable. Yeah. 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 Especially when you look at, at Tarat, and I'm sorry to push the, the Tarat button, but I think he got suspended by about the same t- the much like, you know the same amount of time, and it, it was a normal play that wasn't called a red card or whatever it was. I can't remember what it was. Uh, he's put suspension. I'm trying to look it up real quick. Uh, yeah, suspended for 23 days uh, for incidents in the Tasa Portugal final. Um, yeah, basically he was sent off, and that's why he um, he got 23 days and two games. I don't really know why they say by 23 days and two games. I guess it's 23 days and then an extra two games after after that. So if he gets that suspension for a red card that was awarded at the game, then these two guys definitely got off easy. I don't know who yeah. Juice Box Leal is, but... I like their opinion. Yeah, uh, Juicebox is a, a, a fan of the show. He's always here, so shout out Juicebox. Um, shout out Juicebox. Yeah. Last thing Boy. on the topic is is this um, today? Sporting released. Um, okay. Sorry, Daniel, that was me pressing no, it was twice. My bad. I got you. Um, they released a statement saying that um, basically, I'll sum it up, which was, you know, Matthews Reyes did one incident, but I did one incident. Um, Hugo Viana did one incident. And then they listed four or five incidents that Pepe did during that game, which basically they were basically just trying to should have been suspended longer. And they also bring up um, when he when Pepe kicked that guy in in Spain when he was at Real Madrid and he got suspended for for ten games, which is the, yeah. one of the highest punishments in in Spanish football. And that's basically what it was. It's just Sporting saying like that you can't compare. But to, like I said, I think they both should be suspended equally. I, I think you know Pepe is Pepe, like. Do you know what I mean? Everyone's used to this by now. But yeah, like... that's, it's the whole way of like um, punishing somebody because of their their past, you know, their history. Look at Brad Marchand for the Bruins. Nobody likes him, but you know he didn't do anything you know, in one of these last games, and you know he got suspended for like three or four games. But it's only because it's his reputation. Mm-hmm. You know, Pep's got this reputation as well, and you know, unfortunately for us, being rivals. And fortunately for protesters, um, his reputation doesn't precede him. So, you know, in Portugal, they really didn't give two fucks about it. And, you know, he got the minimum sentence um, possible, not even. So you said two months, um, which is pathetic. I mean, that goes the same for Tabata as well. But, you know, I think that person's history or their reputation, such as Pep, you know, needs to be taken into consideration. And, you know, at that point... They got to be seeing, hey, look, you know, this is something that this asshole does all the time. Let, let's punish them severely. And who knows? It, you you mentioned, like, you know, the suspension should start this year and go into next year. Who the hell knows if Pep's even going to retire? I mean, the guy's up there in age. You know, he probably won't. But, you know, at that point, he might just like, F it. I'm retiring. Yeah, you no, know? but I just said that but, in a sense that, you know, it, it, it allows to hurt right. Porto, exactly. you know. But that's really what the suspension should be. It should be longer for both of those players. 
because he can play the Tasa Pical final if they go through, which, you know, they already won the, the, the title. Yeah. You know, obviously, they, they, they yeah. need a win in Sporting to tie, and if it doesn't happen this week, it happens next week. Um, so they don't need Pep, and the fact that his suspension ends before the Tasa Pical final if they go through, you know, is just letting him off the hook. Yeah. Um, don't worry, we won't let that happen. <laughs> you better not. Yeah. We won't let that happen. Oh, I was just going to say, it would, I was thinking about this the other day, it would be the most sporting thing to lose this league by three points after that performance against Benfica. Because Porto still have hard games. I'm pretty sure they have Braga and Benfica still to play. Um, so And like Santa Clara, I think they still got to play. Or that might already happen. But they've got tough games. And like, um, why I'm saying we're obviously not going to win the league. Like, I mean, it's not far-fetched for them to lose two games in, in their next. I'm not saying they're going to lose three. Don't worry. So, but you know... Um, Last thing on, on this game is just a prediction for tomorrow. Uh, Danny, prediction for, for tomorrow's game? Hold on, Sam. You think there's still a chance? Like 99.9%. .9 like <laughs> sure that there's still a chance? Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> you, you never tomorrow's know football, game... and that's, that's, that's the honest truth. You, you never know what could happen. I've been saying this for weeks. Porto haven't lost in a year and a half or whatever it is. They're not going to all of a sudden start losing now. Their first loss is going to come against Benfica. I said that too, though. I said their loss is going to come against Befica, which like is just another more season for us, and that's it. I'm just saying, I think history is going to repeat itself. You guys are going to stop the uh, undefeated streak like you did last year. You the fucking league, the, bastards. The league won't allow it. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. The league won't allow what? Something you're allow... taking into account. <laughs> Porto is going to. They're going to be oh, invicted again. O ganho, caralho. What do you mean the, the league won't allow it? Watch. I mean, the league won't allow them wait. being invincible, I hope. Yeah, just wait. We'll see. Okay. Um, I hope you boys are wrong. The only time I'll ever root for a Benfica victory, because honestly, in those games, I hope you both lose. Um, <laughs> now, with that being said, what do you guys think the, the game for tomorrow is going to be? <laughs> we both lose. <laughs> Timmy, you want to uh, take the lead? I'll I'll do it first. I think Sporting are going to win. I've been saying Sporting's going to win uh, since the last loss, uh, and I'm going with a two nothing win. So Sporting's go to the final. I have one uh, question: uh, the format, if it ends tied on aggregate, is it straight to pens? No. There's extra time, but I'm not sure if there's extra time in this one. Sporting would need to... Nope, there's no way there's extra time in this game, I believe, unless it ends 2-1. Yeah. That's the only the only so possibility. Because so Porto have two away it... goals at the moment, so we need to score two away goals just to tie it. Mm -hmm. So. Yep. Gotcha. That's why we're yeah. winning 2-0. Okay. So I think it's going to be 2-1 to one for Sporting. And it's going to go to extra time. Then it's going to go to pens. And Porto takes it in pens. No, no way, Porto ah. takes it in pens. SCP, caralho, só com penaltis. What do you mean? They never, they never, they never <laughs> win penalty shitouts anymore. So no, if it goes to penalties, I'm giving the advantage I mean, to you. Guys. Practice of penalties this season. They should be absolutely fine. We haven't had penalties. I mean, it's always the same guy though. Marcel Kaiser, bro. Actually, no. The last task, the first task of Liga we won was that with uh, Amurin. Was that penalties? No, right? Uh, no. no. You guys won it outright. Yeah. No title's been won on, with Amurin on penalties, right? Uh, oh, Marcel Kaiser, bro. No. Forza. I'm just hoping for a lot of cards. That's all I want. <laughs> you know? Man, those I mean, games are grueling. Yeah, they are. Yeah. 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 Peter, what are your score, score predictions for tomorrow? 
I don't think you guys managed to get the win, but not because you guys play poorly. I just don't think you're going to be allowed to win. Especially the game being at the Dragon. You lost in Alvalade. I just don't see any way that you guys win this game. Um, again, I don't think it's because you're not good enough. I just don't think you're going to be allowed to win. Okay, fair enough. So I would probably say, if, if you want me to give you a score prediction, I think it might end something like either 2-0 win for Porto or 3-1, something like that. I was actually going to say, I mean, it's, it's just definitely not going to happen, but I think I'm going to go for a 3-1 win for us, personally. I think Pepe is a lot of a, like, a bigger miss than people are saying. Like it's going to be probably Fabio Cardozo, who I don't really rate that highly. Or if not, it's going to be Ruben Semedo, who I also do not rate highly. And I, I just mean, I think he's going to be a, a really big loss for them. And I think hopefully the mentality after the Benfica game is, OK, let's come out swinging. Let's not do what we've done before. Let's not sit back. Like Hopefully they'll be angry and fired up to actually do something and score. Yeah. Um, I generally see Slimani starting this game, I think. Um, you know, Dragon Slayer and all that. So... <laughs> So I, I'm gonna go three one. I don't I don't think it will happen, but that's what I, I want to happen. More realistically, I probably I think Sporting will win, but it'll be like a one 0 and it won't be enough, unfortunately. The only so, thing that you guys got going for y'all is the fact that Hoping and Mourinho had been undefeated against Porto until that uh game happened. So um, maybe, you know, he's got the magic push against them. <laughs> he always gets it going, but uh All I'm saying is we were gonna win those two games, especially that last one we were we were two goals up and then choirs get sent off for you know second July that wasn't and then okay the first one was fair because Luis Diaz was on the pitch and like I don't think anything bad happened. It, it was just fair. like I, I'm sorry as somebody as somebody that was exactly so as somebody that was at the stadium it should have been five nothing in the okay three nothing in the first half at yeah. least it comes back to it's the same thing with this game if if Spartan's more efficient in front of net like we beat Porto this season at least once, at least once, and then again, again, like this task of the Portugal game. But we'll we'll see. Maybe if, if maybe if we didn't buy uh, Paulinho or something, maybe if we actually bought a real striker, right, Sam? I'm gonna remove you from this in a minute. Paulinho hat trick tomorrow. I hope so. <laughs> I mean, he always seems to score against the good teams, but they're all never against but the bad teams. So. Nah, he come on, dude. Don't be that mean. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> not in the sporting podcast. Be respectful. Nah, nah, nah. Nope. nah fuck that. Somebody be hot. Somebody <laughs> come in firing. I'm coming in firing. <laughs> no, it, it's possible. Hey, you know what? He could redeem himself and score a hat trick. I mean, yeah. He can also miss two yards away and blame the fucking grass. <laughs> it's never happened before. You can't blame yourself. You have to, you have to blame yourself. <laughs> What did you say? You know, it's the it elite mentality. It's the elite mentality. It's not my fault. It's someone else's fault. Can't be me. I'm perfect. Never take the blame is what I say. Just always blame something. Oh, it's the wind. You know, it's uh, so strong. You know, it took, took the ball that direction. Just, just saying. But, uh, like Harry Maguire yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Blaming everyone else. Whatever uh, fault, boy. Last thing, and this will be the last thing, is just the, the league table at the moment. Um, we've all pretty much agreed that Porto uh, are pretty much done uh, in terms of, of league winners. But the question I wanted to ask, um, Timo and Peter, I'll start off with you, Timo. Any chance of Benfica catching Sporting, do you think? Or or is it or is it dead in the water at the moment? I mean, it's always possible. There's still four games left, right? 
Let me yeah. say our last our last four games and your last four games just to make it. I, I mean, spicy. I. Well, I, I think we have the hotter schedule. Exactly. Yeah. So we I play both Vista away, Juvisint yep. at home, Portimonense away, and then your Santa Clara at home. And then. Um, Hopefully, Portimonense rest some players like they did um, the other day. No, they'll go all out against you. Come on. <laughs> and then Befica get Familicão. They go to Madeira for Maritimo. They receive Porto. And then last game is away to Passos. It's possible. I don't think it happens. But the question was, is it possible? Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. But I don't think it happens. Would you? What percentage would you say Like you, you think, like you personally, that it could happen? Um, I think the, I think your lead shrinks, for sure. So I think we gain, at, let's say three points. Okay. Um, so I think you have, you might have a loss there, but I also think we have a loss. So does that mean you tied two? I don't know. I, I don't think it happens. So I, I'm gonna say eighty percent, we finish third. Twenty percent, we finish second. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Peter, what about what about you? This team is so wildly inconsistent that I'm not sure what to tell you. Um, th this can either go Benfica not winning another game, or them <laughs> winning game. like the rest of the games. Uh, I think that's something that has to be taken into account. I think it was very important this tie with Liverpool, and I actually think that if this tie happens you know earlier like let's say in uh, was it february when you know the last time that we played in the champions league yeah. if that tie is there and even if if he could lose the exact same way i think it's a completely different end to the season because i think that the team has a completely different motivation um i i do think that there's a chance but i i've, I've seen Benfica go streaky for like two three games and i'm thinking oh okay they actually might have a shot and then they go up against braga which was honestly one of the worst braga teams i saw play that game was terrible by braga in the first five to ten minutes i was thinking if he could easily win that five nil and end up losing so i i think there's like a 30 40 percent chance if he could finishing second um, I, but I don't. It, 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 it honestly, it depends more on Benfica than it does on, on Sporting. I think Sporting are gonna drop points. I think it's inevitable, um, especially if Porto drop points. Sorry, guys. I just think that that's how it's gonna go. But uh, it depends more on Benfica, and I don't trust Benfica enough to to reach second. But it's possible. So I would say about thirty percent, forty max. Okay. Last but not least, Danny, your thoughts. I don't know. I went through that whole list. I don't. I don't see us losing points. But uh, uh, all I, mean, I will say, yeah, it would be very sporting of us to do it. Like, I yeah. mean, that is true. I think it would have been very sporting of us to already lose points before Befica. Yeah. Um, but I'm with you, Pete, because the same thing happened to us. We also played a very shit Braga team, and somehow they beat us. Um, so uh, I hear you on that. I think we all we we both uh, suffer from that. I, I think I think Sporting have second pretty much wrapped up. Cool, fair enough. Uh, I, I think watch us draw against Bovista, and these guys are gonna fucking start tweeting me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's bound to happen. To hey, if fair. I if I screenshot 
some video off of this and I post it, don't report me to Twitter. I've never been suspended. Uh, Timo, I'm reporting you right away, buddy. I'm reporting you. Ian is reporting you. I'm making another six other pages. They're reporting you. We'll get our lawyers on the case straight away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring it. I mean, I do have to say, you guys play uh, Bovista. Who's their manager? Oh, you're right. Yeah, but I'll leave it at that. Another spanking. We've we've been spanking Bovista all of a sudden, bro. It's when you get a Befica manager, things change. Sure, because Petit doesn't have a very good track record against Sporting or anything. But not against Ruben Amorim is what I'm saying. Hmm. Fair point. We'll see. Two Lampiaus could not. It's amazing that you needed a Befica to win, huh? Bro, and change their home mentality. Hold on, hold there. on, hold on. One, <laughs> since I was born, George Zuz was your most successful manager. He's apparently a legato. Um, I like the apparently. We don't know what we we don't know what he is. He doesn't know bro, what his, he dad, is. his dad's a sporting legend, bro. <laughs> yeah. Um, and according to you guys, he's a he's a legato. That's the only reason why I said that. Apparently, anybody I don't like, I call him a lagarto. So, for this, podia ser um porco, caralho. And two, did you ever see the picture of Ruben Amorim as a kid outside of Avalad? Was he taking a shit? <laughs> no, he was saying to be he was fair. Enjoying the view. <laughs> no, no, he was enjoying the view. Was enjoying... No, I'm kidding. It's a young, it's a young, it's a young Amorim. No, I've never seen. Yeah, uh, I mean, come on, man. Beautiful picture. Let's you know, not. I... I have you know. cousins who, you know, there are photos or, you know, even videos of them wearing a Porto shirt, but mm-hmm. they were Benfica. It's they got it as a gift and they wore it anyway. You know. Um, hey, I mean, I, I got a Porto are... Champions League scarf here. With me, do you think that I'm ever gonna wear it? No, it was given to me though, yeah. and I have it, and I kept it. Didn't throw it away. So Christian, <laughs> who's not here today, but Christian, uh, his dad's a Benfica fan. He. He's mm-hmm. he's adamant he has pictures of uh of him wearing a Befica shirt, but uh guess what? Our boy our boy woke up and smelled the smelled the roses. So I mean that also happens, see, so like you know, parents also try and influence their kids. So who knows, maybe hoping and winning's dad, mom, uncle, no, whatever. But does he does he have that does he have that picture though, or does he not have that picture? No, the that's an, there's an actual picture. Okay. There's an actual okay. picture. Okay. It's him in like plain clothes outside the Avalanche, so it's like it's a stretch, to be honest. It's not yeah, a stretch. it could have been he's just. Wearing, he's wearing a white shirt. <laughs> yeah, he's a Victorian. He didn't want to get beat up. Not, that was because of weight kit. Anyway. Oh, so now you've been looking at his underwear too? Yeah, bro, he was taking a shit there, bro. What do you mean? <laughs> Danny, that's sus. That's oh, sus, man. That is sus. That is sus. Sam, before you wrap things up, though, I know I just want to say something really quickly. And I, I like, I gotta, it's late, almost 1 a.m. for me and you. But I gotta say, this was a lot of fun. And I really thank you for uh, bringing me here. Also, Danny as well, and everyone else involved with the podcast. This was super fun. Like, I almost forgot how awesome this is. So, thank you guys for having me. It was really a ton of fun. Thanks for yeah. joining us, buddy. Yeah. Don't ever yeah. ask me again. <laughs> no. Don't worry, Timo. I never was going to, no. bro. <laughs> well, good thing you brought up hire... the Bruins. You brought up Befica, bro. The next thing was going to be the Celtics. Ah, man. Uh, the Red Sox. Uh, I don't care about baseball. But listen, 
you know, I grew up in. At least you didn't I, get the Patriots. I, I grew yeah. up in this. I grew up in this area. You know, I, I've been blessed. Got to say, I've been blessed. My last twenty years or so, whatever, has has been nothing but winning, for the most part. So it's been like a great ride. But you know, I, I'm one of those people. I love all sports, and you know, uh, it's just how it is. You know, this was fun. You know, it's always it's always a good time bantering back and forth and you guys know i mean i'll banter with you guys on twitter all day long too um i i appreciate the fact that we're able to do it and keep it for the most part cordial and you know not get into like any like type of uh, personal attacks because i mean we all know and you know sam's not as biased as danny even though he still is but um you know uh, it's, you know, Paul Lima fully throws his arm out, and this guy said it was nothing, bro. On a real, in in sporting circles, I am but, the most biased one, and they all respect Danny more for being unbiased. Come on, really? Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, well, mostly because I hate Thiago Tomas, and everyone seems to love him. That was like the start of everyone. That sucks. Yeah, he's not that yeah. good. That sucks, man. I'm sorry. Damo, by the way, I was rolling my eyes when you know you you couldn't see me, but if I had a camera, you would see me rolling my eyes and you started talking about how much you've been blessed because yeah. Bruins, Celtics. Well, I mean, the Bruins Red really Sox. haven't won much. I mean, they, they win a lot during the year, but then they always suck in the playoffs. You know, the Red Sox. Uh, I mean, do you want me to bring you up the records? No, no, it's all good. But, um, I, I, <laughs> Let me just quickly say, I had the, the, Bruins Patriots. Are, the Bruins, the reason why I hate hockey now. I used to be a huge hockey fan. So, thank you. But fuck you at the same time, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Not, but again, uh, just to go say what Peter said. You know, thank you for uh, for inviting me on. This was fun. Um, always available anytime you want to. You know, get rivals on. I'm I'm down with it. So, um, you know, just send me a case of beer first, and okay. we'll go from there. But anytime, this was fun. Yeah, thank you both for coming on. And if you do want to follow them. Uh, the Twitter apps are on the screen now, but I do just ask, be respectful, like Timo said. You know, we're all friends here at the end of the day. Yeah, just, I don't just mind shit respectful. takes. I don't mind shit talking. You know, just no personal attacks. You know. Yeah. So make sure to follow uh, Peter at Sports with Peter, Timo underscore Timo one, and at Danny. Oh, sorry, I pressed the wrong button again. There you go, uh, Danny Saldana, uh there as well. And make sure to follow Sporting One Sixty En as well, Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, Twitter, Instagram. Facebook and the likes. Well, thank you again both for joining us and peace. Yeah, bye.